But you leave me just to live in my head So easy to love, so hard to forget Drinking and dancing while you're dreaming in bed So easy to love, so hard to forget Oh, we're celebrating, we're celebrating, guys What a great song! Oh my god, you can't stop us from dancing in the office right now I uh, I didn't want that to turn down at all. I just yeah, we could have it. just had it play the whole time, and then people would have figured out because they would have pressed play on top that track and figured out that you're listening to top that track. And I am one of your co-hosts. I am Precious Kato. Welcome to our party, Dave. Hello, yeah. introduce yourself. I just kind of old did. man David O'Connor. <laughs> I grew up on music like this, and man, I. Yeah. Like, I miss it. This is so fun. I miss sweaty nightclubs. Like, I used to, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time in sweaty nightclubs. I, I'm supposed to be doing that right now at a firm, young, broken knee, 24. Yeah. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. This pandemic took my youth. Vincent's trying to give it back to me with this song. It's crazy. He thought we were going to be dancing this summer. Truly. Uh, well, I am, but it's yeah. very different. This is, it's very different kind of style dancing. Yes. Okay, guys. So welcome back. You're listening to Top That Track. Um, Vincent is our special guest. He is waiting in the wings. But before we get started, um, Dave is going to dance and sing his way through explaining how this podcast kind of is set up. Some of you guys might be new. Um, some of you guys might be old. If you're old, thank you for hanging on with us. Oh, my God. A little clap for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Dave, for the new people, let them know what's what should they be expecting in this next uh, 40, 35 minutes. It depends on how I edit this. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, very simple format. I, as the resident old man, I try to dig up tracks from the past. Yes. Precious yes. as the, uh, the resident hip kid that knows all the mm-hmm. music of the milieu the current milieu mm-hmm. pick something we, we orient around a topic this uh, it's like a permanent celebration of black music yes permanent and our <laughs> wonderful guest host vincent decides mm-hmm. who picked the best track who topped that track yes uh based on theme based i guess subjective en- enjoyment of the music probably yeah, yeah. and uh <laughs> whatever factors oh, but that key change that key change <laughs> oh but you the audience have the privilege of hollering us uh, on socials at once to watch and deciding do we have a winner yes. were we wrong were we did wrong did Vincent get it right yes yes let us know I enjoy being right so hashtag team precious which I saw it's not trending it's so not? guys it's okay. not trending I, mean, I was trying not to step over you Dave. harmonizing there I was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah team Dave also isn't trending Um, so if you guys feel like you like his songs more than mine which would be really weird if you did um Ouch. Yeah, but you guys aren't. You're not voting for him. You're voting for me this time. You're voting for whoever you vibe with, and we'll see what Vincent likes. So, okay, let's talk about this intro song. This intro song is a total bop. It's called Hard to Forget. It is by Vincent. Now, Vincent is a a rising pop star. He's from Philadelphia, um, but is, like, based in Los Angeles, so he knows he's familiar with the sunshine. You can almost hear it in his music, you know? He's a wicked songwriter um, who, in my opinion, I think he really wants to make you um, dance while you simultaneously mop up your own tears on the dance floor. I feel like that's, yeah, I feel like that's what's going on with his music. So everybody, let's give a warm, warm welcome to Vincent. Yeah, Vincent. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. Oh my gosh. We have a live studio, non-live studio audience. (laughs) A little clapping (laughs) celebration on for you. Um, So Vincent, how are you doing? How is it going? Give us the scoop. I'm great. You're good. Okay. I'm sitting in my house. I'm eating frosting out of a bowl. So that's that's where I am. You know? Oh my god! Yes. That's a good place. That is so. Oh my god! One of my friends just got a KitchenAid, 
and um, made cookie dough and whipped cream last night. But she was also like, we can make frosting with this. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not the calories I need, but it is, they are the calories that I want. So I applaud you. It's what you deserve. That's what, it's what I deserve. It's what I deserve. We accept the food we think we deserve. We accept the sugar intake <laughs> we think we deserve. I love it. I love it. Okay. So what have you been doing um, to pass this time? We've been in and out of quarantine. How have your days been structured? What's happening? Um, so strange because I feel like my days had no structure before. Yes. Uh, I'm either my like my day each day of my life is different, and so I kind of just take it as it comes. But now that I'm stuck in the house all the time, I've just been writing and drinking oh. wine and eating and FaceTiming way too many people. Oh yes, 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 yes. This sounds like the vibe. This sounds like the energy. Um, emphasis. Just annoying the world. Yeah, just, <laughs> just annoying the world. I, I have one friend like that. Yeah. And- He's already accused me of us breaking up because I, I just can't handle the FaceTime anymore. The FaceTime moments. Yeah, I love FaceTime. FaceTime it is great. It feels intrusive. After... It's, uh, when you don't know it's coming. Yeah. Then, yeah. Like, I always text people before I FaceTime. Do you do that, Vincent, or do you just show up? No, 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 no. You're like, my presence calling... is a gift. <laughs> I'm calling because I know that you're not busy, and I know you're not anywhere else, but your house is so better answer the phone. Damn straight. Damn straight. I love it. I love it. All right, so let's dive in. Obviously, Vincent is doing well. We are doing well here. Well, I won't speak for Dave, but it looks like he's all right. He still has his beard thing going on, so that's kind of fun. Look that up on Instagram. It's hard to get a haircut right now. That's true it is. That's true it is. Okay, guys, so let's go ahead and dive on in, right? So our theme, um, you guys have noticed, um, I keep celebrating black music on this podcast, and it gets more and more fun every time as I look straight into Dave's Thank goodness it's not a shallow well. So our entire episode, um, it's, you know, dedicated to celebrating black artists as usual. Now, if you haven't caught um, Vincent's EP that came out earlier this year, it's called The Feeling. Definitely check that out. It's it's inspired one of our rounds today because, you know, I love to study. Um, So while our our round two theme is is called The Voice, um, it's the voice of a generation because Vincent was on that show a few years back. The EP, The Feeling, I wanted to explore um, the concept of emotion, right? So our round one theme is like the evolution of emotion. I'm really excited to see what Dave's um, emotion that he picked to go with the song and yeah i have mine own too but that's what our round one and round two themes are it's going to be fun it's going to be enlightening but of course we have to continue starting off the podcast with some music pop culture now vincent i did some exploration on you i found an interview uh. you did <laughs> i found an interview you did um with mtv and it was about how like if people like you want a grammy it would be considered urban ugh, pop and you know that's like ugh, my god but now that there's been um you know a few different category changes that the grammys have made and republic has has ditched the urban genre you know as a category there we go it used to be a radio format <laughs> a radio format okay so how do you think um the industry should go about keeping that same energy um as we go forth as a black musician in this space what do you think I mean, I'm, I get so tired of the label of it all. It's just, it's insane to me that you had to call something urban just so black people could feel included when it was just music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it didn't make it, it was, it was an obvious racial thing, but instead of just saying that, they just like, were like, Oh, this is the, this is the urban pop when literally yeah. it's the same goddamn song it's on the same pop. board. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. pop. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that they keep that. And I hope that the Grammy Association actually listens now because they have changed a bunch of the genre category mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it should be there should be no reason as to why a black artist who does pop music is not next to every other pop artist that does music and up against them because right. 
it, there's such a separation and there's no need for it. You there's know? no need for it. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like with music, as opposed to other forms of media, it's so interesting that, that, that like the skin color is put first before the medium, because like when we listen to music, you don't know who's singing that unless you like look at the album artwork. And then sometimes the album artwork doesn't even show that person's face. So it's like, how do we even know this person is a black person? How do we know this person is a Latin person? How can we even put that category on top of them to classify their music when it's just music? You know what I mean? Just music. It's exactly. just music. It's just music. Dave, you know, you got some old man thoughts on this. I don't know. You've seen a lot. Well, yeah. Remember I mean, the listen, black and white era and Motown. <laughs> there's no, yeah. Well, it was tough growing up in the sixties, but I managed. Uh, yeah. I'm not quite that old people. Uh, but I am old enough to remember radio formats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think some of these are sort of legacy conditions of like what, you had to sort of like prescribe to like what your demographic was okay. for, you know, radio standards and all this kind of stuff. Weird. Weird. And obviously there was, you know, heritage of racial, you know, basically oh, yeah. segmentation. Thrust onto that. Yes, yeah. Thrust onto that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually curious. I kind of want to turn this on to both of you. Uh oh Yeah. Cause I am very much of that mindset that music yeah. is music. And I love not knowing anything about the artist when I first hear them. I love mm -hmm. just sort of like taking it in and just, and just imagining, it. you know, who this person is, what they're doing. Right. And not necessarily having the sort of like understanding of, you know, what race they are, what gender they are. I mean, mm -hmm. gender yeah, should be too. obvious, but it doesn't always mm -hmm. have to be. Yeah. But in the situation we are in now where we're trying to celebrate very specific market mm -hmm. segments, demographics, people, mm. do you think that if we put everyone together, yeah, into just one pool of music, whether it's pop category, whatever, mm -hmm. do you think there is the risk of leaving out some underrepresented minorities in these larger categories? In the space. Wow. No, it happens now. I mean, the, the whole reason we have categories is to be able to assign awards and to give credit and glorify, I guess, certain people and certain sounds mm -hmm. and certain albums that come out. But there are plenty of genres that never get any play. You like, there's yeah. a whole... There's a whole Grammy show before the Grammy show even happened. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. You know, shout so out like, my polka people. You know, <laughs> yeah. Literally, it's like, but it's like polka, jazz, gospel. Like none of that is put onto the main show. Yeah. And the main show in and of itself is three hours long because there are so many subcategories. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's insane. It is. So weird. I think it definitely. If we put everyone in the same big block, yes, that's what that's the overall goal and the hope that we want for music. For the listeners, right. for sure. Right. But I think having everyone in one big massive goal is going to be very, very hard besides too many people. So that's why we do have categories. Mm. But it's just like have common sense categories where it's not like pop, urban pop, hip hop, uh, some other weird category that they've made yeah. up to just, you know, mm -hmm. there's no reason for that. There's no reason for that. I think that's very yeah. well said, very well put. Mm -hmm. But I do think as an average music consumer... Ooh. And again, uh, escaping the sort of racial undertones of what urban means and why it was a, a category. Okay, we're putting all this aside. I do okay. think people need a little bit of direction. They need a little bit of guardrails and help into trying to find stuff, mm, right? So That's fair, yeah. But you're right. The Grammys has an, just an endless amount of categories yeah. uh, to the I point where I think that's that's <laughs> an, that's an industry concern, right? The average person, they're like, what's the album of the year? What's yeah. The, you know, they're, they're pretty... Give me, give me the top five. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They've got their Spotify yeah. recaps. That's what they're more proud of you know, end of year wrap up type things. They're like, that's my album of the year. Whatever I stream the hell out of all of June and July and September. Skipping August. I, can, I, guess, you know, I can guess what it is. It's Phoenix for me. Yes, obviously, Dave. 
I thought it'd be the new Tim Paula. Oh, yeah, yeah. For this year? Oh, for sure. Oh, my gosh, yes. All right. Well, round one, everybody. The evolution of emotion. Dave, you're up first. All right. Well, I think what what I love is we we already struck on a few things that made me choose uh, this this black-fronted band. Oh, fun. Uh, the lead singer is named Murray Lightburn. He mm-hmm. grew up in my hometown in Montreal, Canada. Shout out, oh, Montreal. Uh, and this is definitely someone where I think, you know, if you if you took your sort of very tropey, mm-hmm. boring categorizations of what people sound like, okay, and, and then therefore maybe make assumptions based on what they would look like, yeah. this is someone I think most people would get wrong. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. the a surprise. So before I go too much into this, uh-huh. including it, the band is called the Deers. Oh, uh, yeah. Give us the name. Deers. Um, how is that spelled? Uh, is that D-E-R or D-E-A-R-S? Okay. Yeah. Uh, nice. I, and this was during a time period when there was a lot of deers and deer hunters. and Yeah, there was, yeah, yeah, deer hunters. Everyone goes through phases where there seems to be like an animal or something. Yes, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I would love to just play this song. Okay, we'll do it. The song is called Lost in the Plot. Mm-hmm. And... If you can't guess the emotion, it's going to be sadness. Okay. That's good because I didn't go with that. That's before good. the memes. Before the memes. But what I would love is just to play this song mm-hmm. and just think, I've never heard this person before. What do they look like? And I and I would I would grant you most people would get this wrong. All right. We ready, Vincent? I'm ready. All right. Let's do it. Where are my sad boys at? They're out there somewhere. They're listening. So the the sort of like immediate narrative was this is Black Morrissey, right? I mean, yeah, the, that's what I hear. The vocal vocals just sort of like definitely have that kind of like I'm sad and singing yes. vibe right from the get go. Mm-hmm. And then the the lyrics are so morose. Even though I think this song is ultimately about giving up on other people's commentary on your love. Oh. Uh, that's a personal interpretation. And this song was my soundtrack to leaving my hometown. Okay, okay. And, and coming to sunny California. Mm-hmm. So this song always takes me back to li- literally packing up and putting it all behind me. But yeah. 
What, what I love about Murray in so many ways, one, he's an amazing vocalist. Mm-hmm. He's a super talented, charismatic uh, front man that really just sort of like owns the space, mm-hmm. sometimes by not doing things oh. uh, like all great front men. The lack of And space. yeah, just sort of like, yeah, he, he definitely holds your gaze. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I think in Canada, we, mm-hmm. we sort of deliberately avoid some of these... Uh, more American f- radio formats because oh, it's, it's literally just sort of like there are there, it, there wasn't as many that, urban stations because the whole population essentially was a much more diverse and, the, and these segments didn't exist in the same way right okay they okay. did by language English and French but oh not yeah, as much, yeah. Right? so do you know French poorly but I do wow okay. um, fun fun enough that I could you know support Phoenix in their native language ah, great uh, that's all that matters. <laughs> But I think what was so special about this guy is when you first hear him, there's no way you'd be like, this is like a big black man. Like, yeah, there's no. just, it's just not that sort of like immediate recognition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I love how that we also need to sort of think about that. Like, why does this not sound that way? Oh, what have yeah. you? Unpacking all that. Question and everything. And I, what I love is, I think, you know, this came out in 2003. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's old, but not like remarkably old. Right. And. Oh, he's upset here. He's upset. There's emotions. And. This song, but it's I think, harmonized. You know, it, it, yeah, <laughs> definitely sad emotions. It kind of, for me, it predates the idea that there's an entire segment of, of black music, if you will, or yeah. music performed by black artists mm-hmm. that was allowed to dive in, especially as a man. Your yeah. like real emotions, including sadness and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. I think, unfortunately or fortunately, uh, de- depending on like slice. your sort of personal taste and opinion, yeah. A lot of black music was meant to be sort of like hyper male, hyper alpha, and like hiding your emotions, which will will be my next artist. So, oh, okay. what I love about this guy yeah. was he sort of, I think, was, I, I don't want to say like inspired, you know, like Little Uzi Vert or what have you, mm-hmm. but I think he definitely laid the groundwork for that kind of like new emotive thinking that obviously I think the internet borne out a, a lot more severely definitely, uh, in the definitely. last couple of years. I so like that's it. my pick. I like it. I like it. Nicely done. Vincent, what are your thoughts? I was very concerned that you were really sad, but then you explained it, and now I feel a lot better about it. Yes. Oh, Vincent. Yes. Pull, pulling my heartstrings, brother. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I was so, so nervous about it. But then <laughs> just, no, he's good. He's, okay, I get it. That's, that makes sense. Vincent, also, you do realize I need uh, the other so side good. of the spectrum to your music, right? I need something to bring me down after you bring me all the way up. Mm-hmm. Fully. No, I fully get it. And it's so funny that you brought up the... The idea that because you would never think of how, what he looks like when you hear that. Mm-hmm. The same thing happens to me though. It's just, yeah. it's never, it's never not funny when someone's like, I did not expect that to be you at all. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think, like you said, hypermasculinity is definitely brought into a lot of black culture and bought into yeah. and um, sold into a lot of like the music that is heard. But even if you go back and remember, like rock music had black musicians and black singers and black artists exactly. and black writers. Yeah. Yeah. And they were usually like, and even back into the crooner stage, they were crooners and they sang about love and being hurt and having very raw emotion. I think when mm-hmm. hip hop did come along and it was such a tumultuous time in the States for African-Americans, mm-hmm. the music that came out was because it was a result of the times. Yes, the music from the past was really right. emotionally felt and kind of hard, but it was also a time where men express their emotions and it got to a point in America where it was very, very hypersensitive. Everything was. Yeah, everything. And so the music got harder, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. it's such a testament because there are so many African-American music. Like, look at Tracy Chapman. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great example. 
also ties into my next song, so I won't give anything away. But don't I, lo- say I love anything, that you brought that up. Don't say anything. I don't like that you studied and you're about to get Vincent's votes. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna pray for myself. <laughs> no, we gotta hear your track. Okay. If you avoided sadness, yeah, I didn't do sadness. I I went for more. Um, I went for more anthem. Um, anthem of independence. I went for more like okay. shouting. Um, um, somewhat rage, but also freedom. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna just explore that. Okay, so I'm just gonna play it, and then we'll we'll talk about it later on and go through it. Love but it. yeah, it's called um, "Don't Need You" by Genesis um, Owuzu, and he's from Ghana and Australia, and is currently repping um, Canberra. I was reading his bio, and he was like, right. "Canberra for for life," and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna make sure I say that." Okay, here we go. Once I left your crazy ass, I took a therapy session. I won't be richest with the wealth. I'll be the richest in blessings. I said, you made a bet today. Said I can't leave my bed today. You tapped me on my chest today. Wanna rear your head on a bed today. Black dog, black dog, you be barking, barking. I always saw your ass as a hindrance. And you saw me as a target, but... I really wanted to go for one of my favorite emotions to feel in music is like the kind where I can like put my windows down and I'm with a group of friends and we're, you know, going somewhere, but we're like all, we just got done dealing with something slightly traumatic. And so we're just looking for like a smack talking song and the chorus is just something really easy, really punchy. We can just scream it out the window and just go for it. And one of my songs that like in the past that I loved was Amy Winehouse's Fuck Me Pumps. And like, it's just like, you know, you know it. And you're just like, fuck me, you know? And then um, Lily Allen had a bunch of smack talking songs like that, that I love to yell. Yeah. And like, I just love to yell it and get rid of that rage and like, just get rid of that toxicity, you know, and just let it go and all of that. So that's the emotion I was kind of going for that freedom, which I do feel a lot of um, listening to your music too, Vincent. So, but yeah, I'm I'm also um, a big fan of this young boy hip hop rapping singing over slightly disco beats like that is in my blood you know there's bounce to this there is mm-hmm. i love that yeah yeah so that's that's my emotion um some like more this is a hard one to judge yes it is it is well it's vincent's call it's vincent's call but i love genesis um again repping canberra and he's um also an active opponent against cultural appropriation i did want to put that out there can't like black stuff but not like black people and that's just yeah. an, a great message for society. 
Very much so. Mm-hmm. Vincent, now we turn it back to you. It is up to you. Whose song do you vibe it's with more? so funny. Mm-hmm. This it's is like, so are you because, sad or angry? Yeah, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Like, on a daily basis, I'm probably both at the same time, like for yes. two hours and then I drink wine and I'm good. Yes. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's so funny, but I'm going to have to go with Genesis only because. Oh, yeah. Let's hear Only it. because mm-hmm. uh, I've been listening to this band called Red Hearth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We know. What's to watch, babe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And so their their song Red Hearth, the Red Hearth, like, Red Hearth, yeah. Track, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so uh familiar to that. I was just listening to it before I got on with you guys and I just mm-hmm. love it. It's such a I don't know because I, I like I'm not big on like men who can't sing singing because I'm just like <laughs> Whoa. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go like, off, go off. Yes. Like like if not like if not shot fire, but you know what I do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> When you hear someone who's like, oh, you're like, oh, that's like yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but <laughs> what I, I, I am into men who can't sing mm-hmm. doing it and making it swaggy. Yes. Yes. Adding the flavor. And like, mm-hmm. that's what it felt like to me. Like, I love like a little flavor. I love a little sauce on it. I love that it's swaggy. Yeah. I love it. Cause I like, I'm like a belter person and I, I like big Celine Dion vocals. Yeah. But I'm very much getting into men who are making it so swaggy and cool to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Injecting that. This injecting is like, cool factor uh, do I invite Vincent to karaoke or not? Like, I can't tell based on that. Oh yeah, Dave. No, you honestly, no. Dave, um, not for you. We can go. We can go. We can go. Vincent, I'm a lot of fun at karaoke. I am supportive of everyone. Mm-hmm. I smile. Yeah, and I and do a little keep my mouth shut. <laughs> a little clap. A little clap. Oh yay! That's so great. I feel mm. the judgment as I I'm feel. Gonna get the another song. drink. I'm gonna another drink while you're mid song. I'm just gonna step out of the room real quick. <laughs> Fully me. Oh, but I'm gosh. here for the party. Here for the party. Okay, question for you. Um, because the theme obviously was emotion. What emotion for you is like the easiest to embody or like focus on when you're when you're writing a song? Um, I think like the main answer anyone would say would probably be sadness mm. but for me it's nostalgia if oh. that's a i don't know if that's a feeling yeah that's a feeling i feel nostalgia you know because i'm very like when i yeah when i wrote the feeling i wanted to be very mindful of how i view emotions because mm-hmm. i don't view them in the way that i guess the normal man or person does because i wasn't taught to look at them that way i was taught to look mm-hmm. at emotions as being uh kind of circular universal kind of thing where i could be very very sad and also very very happy at the same time at the same time and so ah, yes. you know that comes through. and like you can be you can be really really angry and really really sad at the same time or really happy and really angry it all mm-hmm. kind of exists within the same spectrum and so yeah I'm like, listen to me in the same spectrum um it all kind <laughs> of exists in the same world because that's what emotion emotions aren't just one feeling because they're always brought up by something else you know what i mean yeah whether it be longing or lust or sadness or excitement there's always something else mixed into it it's like a giant and so when i write a song Mm -hmm. exactly i write a song i try to look at nostalgia and what i felt in it and what was the catalyst of that feeling and how that I express it when I needed to. A lot of things to consider. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to ask if it's personal nostalgia, but I think you answered that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, fully, yeah. And then I write about my friends, and that's just too bad for them. Yes. Ouch. Yes, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> All, right. All right, defeat. Yes. I'm, oh, I forgot me. to celebrate myself. <laughs> Woo! Genesis. Yes. Let's jump in round two. All right, so round two, everybody. Um, It's The Voice. 
of a generation. <laughs> okay, I'm going first. Um, Dave, I did see who you picked, and I am kind of nervous because I was between a couple different voices of a generation. Um, so my song is by this woman. Um, she's called Yasmin Lacey. She's called. That's her name. Her name is Yasmin Lacey. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. She goes um, by. Yeah, she goes by. Um, yes. Okay. And her the song is called um, Not Today, Mate. Not Today, Mate. It's the all Aussie edition? She's from Nottingham. Ah. So... The Australia, I'm not going to do, let's play this. I'm not going to embarrass myself on this podcast. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Please don't patronize me Because I lay my heart upon my sleigh Truth be told, I met a few times like these clear as day you don't value it. But in hours, hours, I work on myself. So please approach with caution when your ego swells. Still on the mat, but not about to give in. Need to learn, learn my So obviously um, a winning song by me, but we'll talk about her. Let's get to know Yasmin. <laughs> Feeling very confident, even though Dave's pick is good. So she um, she's from Nottingham, and she's obviously a smoky, soulful jazz singer. She used to work at a children's charity. How fun is that? That's what she was doing before she started her little music career. And she got into music in a very... Um, unconventional kind of kind of fun way she got like really drunk i read this in an article she got like really drunk with one of her friends at a bar and somebody like pressured her like you have a good voice can you sing and she was just like you know what i've had a couple whiskeys like yeah let me do a couple bars and she sang and everybody was like oh no oh god no you're actually really really good and somebody in the friend group um had like a had like ran an acoustic set at like a local bar and was like you have to come perform and she was like eh you know i might as well just come through and so yeah that's how she got started that's how she got started it's a cute little story i've been waiting for that scenario a long time yeah has not played out for me no dave of course not it's not happening what the now i'm curious can you sing i can sing poorly uh, with swagger, which I hope As uh, I always meets thought the, Vincent the standards. drumming thing was for you, not the <laughs> vocal thing. Yeah, you're already trying to put me in the background. I guess. Yes, it. I am. Yes. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so this is Yasmin Lacey. Um, I like her. I feel like she is um, the voice of a generation because she fits like the whole jazzy new soul. Um, we literally drank Erica Badu's blood and yeah. we're just making music now. That Tom Meesh, that Barney artist, that Georgia Smith type, but like shots fired. Shots fired! Shots fired! Like Vincent said, um, I don't like girls who whisper sing and this girl can actually <laughs> sing. So I would love to see her dethrone all of the 
the uh, the R and B hot girls, and the whisper the, singers. Yeah, like if she did a song with Drake, please, mm. we would actually like be like, wait a minute now, hold on. I was waiting for you to name names, but I guess I I'm so it, glad you didn't. I was so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm not gonna, so I won't add everybody out here. Maybe after we're done recording, we can chat. But um, I'm ready for her to take the cake and, and get her seat because if she's um, the voice of the, my generation, I'm, I'm ready to continue living. Thank well, I you. love her voice. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think it's tough for you to pick a voice of a generation given. Yeah, we're not. Your, your category yeah. is so new. It's yeah. like it's hard, it's hard to be right. know, to come out of the box that powerful. Like this or Charlie XCX. Like, I'm going to go with Yasmin. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave. So who'd you pick? I What's went going on? literal. Yeah. And not Vincent, like who's already a TV star from The Voice. Mm-hmm. I went from like, who did I grow up with and literally just seemed to be the person that drove mainstream media in every direction oh, okay. from being a political icon, uh-huh. a movie star, oh. one of the best-selling uh, hip-hop artists of all time. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. his melodramas, court dates... An eventual death mm. literally mm. have created a, a media archive that's, you know, like it, it's hundreds of hours long. Ah, uh, yes. And yes. even to the point where now mm-hmm. there are Netflix documentaries about his death. About, right. About who potentially killed him. Like all, oh, all sorts of stuff. Oh, God. I don't Conspiracy know. At this point, I don't know who's listening to this podcast, so I'm not going to put my conspiracy theory out there. That's fair. Or are you, are you worried like it's one of the... One of the <laughs> No, I just, I feel like... <laughs> Participants I, in, in I'm this just, I don't want to do co-intel pro on here. Okay. Fair. Hey, listen, I, I don't know who's listening either. Me either. Who are you? I'm sure there's a transcript <laughs> going right to NSA, CIA right now. So. No, stop. No, stop. Okay, so who is this? Who is this? This man is Tupac Amaru Shakur, mm. born in New York City. New York. Uh, very, very political family his mother uh and and uncle and actually a whole bunch of his family was in the black panthers eventually went to juilliard so this is a man who was like literally surrounded by intellectuals yeah uh black leaders and also simultaneously Mm -hmm. like understood the proxy self the artist self all these kind of things Mm -hmm. which made his life so fascinating because this is someone who was clearly very self-aware yeah but completely played into like i mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. that sort of alpha male black man can't be like all the world has been put on my shoulders and i'm shrugging it off now right in this sort of irresponsible almost like dual self right like you write a love song and then you're literally like about to Literally calling yeah. out everyone that you're going to kill or like put in the ground, and so ah ah the duality. This song is strange for me. I don't think I've heard this one. You've definitely heard this song. Okay. Uh, so this song <laughs> is called Ghetto Gospel. It was uh-huh. written in 1994. Nice year for a Christmas album. What? But his label, uh, <laughs> who, when he was getting into a Tupac lot of trouble at the a time, Christmas album. That would have well, been. Well, wasn't his Christmas album? Christmas. There was joke. a very uh, famous album called uh, "A Merry Merry Christmas." I think the song, uh, the album was called, and it was basically a charitable album that all sorts of songs, uh, oh yeah, singers okay. donated songs to. Got right? together. Yeah. So this was meant to be "Merry Merry Christmas" too, mm-hmm. but the label pulled this song, mm-hmm. thinking uh, with all his like you know court trials and everything, and everything going on that it was probably not a good look. Yeah. So it was actually uh, recorded in 1994, but did not come out until after his death in 2004. Oh, and uh, strangely. The original version, which I have not heard, yeah. actually used a sample of Tracy Chapman. Oh, oh, and so Vincent, Vincent called it. Oh. Vincent called it. <laughs> Shit. But the current one, you'll probably recognize it, is uh, Elton John, uh, Indian Sunset, and the song is called Ghetto Gospel, Gospel Tupac. All right, let's have a listen.
So, I mean, this man was a poet. Like I said, he starred in uh, all sorts of movies. Yeah. Uh, for me, my favorite was uh, a movie called Juice, where okay. he played the main protagonist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, the talent this man has and had mm-hmm. uh, is just enormous. He literally seemed to be able to do anything, including maybe suffer from his own art. Ah, uh, ah. And I think what I love about this guy is that he represented a time where there was so many contradictory interests, I think, in just America and the world. And we were really trying to figure out, like, what our purpose and identity was. And maybe some, maybe some of the, the fallout of what is happening now mm-hmm. is the unraveling of those sort of contradictory oh, uh, parts of ourself and our yeah. culture. Because, again, this is a guy who was in a movie as, like, a love interest with Janet Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was, yeah. Out there, literally, like, carrying around bottles of Dom, breaking up award show, threatening to kill people. No! Uh, like, he, he was damn. famous for literally getting shot and not dying. Like, that yeah, was, like, yeah. like he yeah. had a bit of a Rasputin feel to him, where, like, this was a guy that could just cheat death. Yeah. And he obviously was smart enough to recognize that he could create this persona and push it way larger than himself as an individual. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think in a way, that's what a voice has to do. You have to sort of project way beyond your individual purpose and self. Wow, look at that. And he absolutely did it. He's saying stuff, Vince. He's saying stuff. And he is saying stuff. (laughs) And what I love about him is that like, all of this is wrapped in this understanding, and then he references it in, mm-hmm. in this song. You know, Malcolm X, Bobby Huffin, uh, yeah, and yeah. All these are People. these amazing sort Google of like political activists. Don't know. Yes, please. <laughs> and and yet it's still entertaining, and it's still compelling, and, right. it, and it, it never feels like you're being, you know, spoken to or spoken down, down to. to yeah, it's it's part of this sort of like enjoy what I'm doing for you, and I think that mm-hmm. was a skill that very very few artists have, and if you do have it and you have his sort of charisma, you can become the voice of a generation. So yes, yes. I recognize that's tough for you because this is a yeah. legacy that's uh, you you did, know, very hard to erode. You, yeah, you, yeah. Okay, well, before we ask Vincent, well, maybe after, well, 
Vincent, what are your thoughts? What do you who do you, who do you vibe with more? Because I want to know about your voice, the voice. But who I think we got. I feel like I feel like yeah. I feel like I feel like you know you lost, but it's okay. Yeah. Because I picked you the first time. Like you like we're both on the same page, right? Right. Yeah, we're, right. We're, we are. We are together we in this. We got yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> it just speaks. You know. Like I got it. I'm, <laughs> I didn't want to be on separate pages with you because mm-hmm. I, I fully vibe with you. But like, yeah, we obviously knew once that started, I was like, mm. it makes sense. It's going to make more sense. It's going to. And he had the he had the dissertation ready. You know, he fully did. He, he sold had the thesis it. In, ready. In fairness, this man created his own dissertation. Uh, I am yeah. just, you know, spreading it. Ooh, this is, this is the privilege of old, old, yeah. old man Dave. <laughs> I, I can pass <laughs> pass on the, the word. <laughs> these two tablets from I got from the mountain from Tupac. You know, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. That's okay. So yeah. So Dave, thank you um, for that. And and thank you and thank you. Now, Vincent, um, the voice. I want. Oh, let's know. get to the the real. I want to know what was your experience like. What was your face song you sang on the show? Spill the tea. Okay, so don't hate me. Okay, but my favorite part about this is I wasn't on the Voice. I'm dead. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I'm just a dead. sucker for liner notes because I was like I thought that was. I'm screaming. It's honestly, so the voice of a generation was a quote that Paper Magazine used about me, but I was on the floor. And that is, honestly, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Wow. I truly wow. love nothing more wow. than this because when people do it, I fully play along with it. But I wasn't going to do it to YouTube because you're really nice. But I'm like, yeah, I like uh, love Price is Right. I love being on Deal or No Deal because I love, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love to be trash and I was going to like go with it. But I was like, nah, they're really nice. And I don't want to do that. This is the biggest and I, oh, moment. <laughs> we've ever experienced on the podcast uh, I was here for it and every time you said it I, I like you giggled like, a little yeah, it was great like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, no for sure for sure for sure Vincent you just made this podcast way more interesting I'm sitting here <laughs> my jaws on the floor it's gone down to the ground level I'm gonna have to go pick it up before I leave today. okay well how was the four the four was oh reality TV God. you know it was one of those things well, no, where we it don't, was like, we don't know, we don't know. <laughs> we don't, we don't even know what show you're on. I literally, like I, and I just want to say again, emphasis on, and I, oh. just emphasis on it, <laughs> like extra, extra aioli on no, the sandwich. It's literally fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the show in and of itself was an experience for me because I have a very big thing against reality TV competition shows. Like I like, don't support it oh you know what God. i mean i don't think oh wow okay all right Wait, so was this a turn, like, turncoat moment or did you oh. did you just recognize that you had to take an opportunity like that mm. so here's the real tea mm-hmm. so producers you know how it all works they all uh, they reach out they find you yep. i had been doing a bunch of shows in la and i had just filled out the troubadour and they were like we would love to have you on the show oh, and the show yeah. was already on like it had already aired they were midway through the season and they were like we would love to have you on and i said no and i said no twice Wow. And then my manager was like, if you do this, it's <laughs> obviously going to up like the, it's going to up a lot of things for you. You can up your rate. And I was like, cute. But also if yeah. I get on this, I want to be able to change the contract because the contract for these shows oh, is what right. kills people. Sign your life away. They'll right? get you. Oh, Sign your life yeah. away. Okay. For like six years and you can't use your name or anything unless it's with them. And then I was like, I'm not doing that. So what we can do is this. Mm-hmm. If I do this, they have to allow me to change the contract. Hence oh. the reason 
I was on it. So your girl has a degree in music business. And I was like, what we're not going to do is let this degree go to waste. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to use it. We're going to use it. And they agreed, you know, they agreed. And everything went smooth. I went through the producer's audition and I was, it was great. And then I got on the show and Uh it was, it was not as, it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it wasn't any, it was what I thought it would be. You know what I mean? It was TV. It was going to be, mm -hmm, and it was that. Exactly. And it was judges. And I was just like, oh, this is solely like a fake role. But yeah. I understood that there was an opportunity for people to see me and to see themselves in me. And mm-hmm. I had never mm-hmm. seen a black gay person or any gay person for that matter get on any of these shows on and the shows. not be made the butt of a joke. Right. Yeah, that's true. And I wasn't about that life. So what I told them was, if I do this, mm-hmm. you cannot like just let me sing. I'm not going to get on here and make drama. I'm not yeah, going to no. get on here and do anything crazy. Because my family's it's crazy just, and they'll pop up here. Yes, I don't want the drama. Yes, yes, yes. Just and let just, me sing and show people. And did you feel like that is sort of like one of those tropes that everyone leans into, which is like, you're a black gay man, I got to be waving tears out of my eyes, drama. Like, they, do you think they just like, fully. they want that? Yeah. There was fully that mm-hmm. moment because I went up against another contender on the show and I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's uh, sexuality, but mm-hmm. we were very much put it against each other from the moment I walked into the, into the show and I was like, that's not going to work. That's not, yeah, that's not the energy. That's not what we're here. That's, that's not what, not you what we're doing. For. Yeah, yeah. No. So some, but I went on and I did my thing and I got out. And you got it, yeah. So yeah. Some, like, and summary it. was though, did you feel mm-hmm. it did what your manager said it was going to do in terms of like raise your profile, raise your rate, get mm. you to a better place? Fully. I mean, like within a year, I was booked all summer, the, the summer after that. And then things progressed and I got bigger opportunities and my crowd grew and my streaming numbers grew. And mm-hmm. just like it did the job. But I think it also, if people, if they're going to listen to this podcast, they should know if they do do those shows. Yeah. The work doesn't start after you get off of it. The work starts while you're on it. Right. So start beefing up your, start beefing up your social media. I put out my music video the day of their finale on their site. Smart. So it just, it just plans. If you plan while you're doing it, it really, really works. But if you don't, nothing comes from it. The work doesn't come from the show. It's just the platform. It's just the platform. You just have to work through it. And revisiting it, if you can, uh, try yeah. to structure those contracts in your favor. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Fully. Mm-hmm. If you got those degrees, pull them out. Fully. Pull them out. Use them. Use them. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Wow, Vincent. Well, this has been... One of the best. Well, that's episodes. like our big reveal. That, that is huge reveal. Vincent was not on the voice. He was on. <laughs> I'm like the, the social. The social. I'm gonna have to. The social post for this is gonna be worded really, really well, so that people make sure they listen all the way through because there's surprises every ten minutes. Every. I'm, ten I'm glad I lean into the generation part of the voice as opposed to the voice part. <laughs> Screaming. You did, and I was like, "Good for you." Mm-hmm. You did. You did. You did do that. You did do that. Wow. All right. Well. We're Vincent, wind it on it's down. time to plug yourself. Obviously, yes. our reach is nowhere near a yeah, nationally syndicated show, mm-hmm. but would love to know about anything upcoming. Mm-hmm. Where are uh, where um, fans can find you, and uh, if you got you know a little bit of a moment to plug anything you want to do. Yeah, of course. Don't play yourself short. You got plenty of reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I have you. stuff coming out. I just released my single "Hard to Forget." Yes, there is more music coming after that. I oh, have yay. a lot of surprises. I'm working on my debut album, and that is what is coming this year and so okay i've just been writing and working and trying to bring people into a world where they could remember what it felt like to be teenagers and not have as much stress or the stress that we're under right now and the reality that we're in and i want to build a world where we can dance and feel good and cry while you dance and maybe kiss while you dance i don't know Mm -hmm. do whatever makes you happy just do it with consent (laughs) right i I went to that party that was a lot of fun dave stop it stop it (laughs) 
Great message. Uh, and where can we find you on Spotify, Apple? What's the handle? Because I think it's spelled a little different yeah. than most people would. It is. For example, I almost Vincent called my spelled- uncle Vincent when I, when I called you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I yes. love that. My name is spelled V-I-N-C-I-N-T. And I'm the first and only one that pops up. Boom. Oh, beautiful. Oh, there you go. SEO. Hello. Take, take that, Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big win there. Big win there. All right. Well, that's all we got for you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Dave, you're going to do some some me. outros. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we got to shout out uh, the, the beautiful mm-hmm. song, Hard to Forget by Vincent, which yes. is out now. And then the album is out later this year, right? Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Uh, I, I got to thank my beautiful co-host. That's me. Precious, hey. who wasn't really harsh on me this time. I felt a little out of place. So. I wasn't because the, the. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna, we yeah. have we have more coming, so we'll figure this out. I, uh, uh, can I give a shout out? Yes. Yeah. I would love to shout out the voice. Wasn't on you, but I'm really, really excited for what you're doing in the world. Happy that you're making it happen for yourselves. Like, keep it going. Oh. We're, gonna, we're gonna have to make that the drop for the episode. We are. We are. That's yeah. That's the that's the teaser. I love. Oh my gosh. Oh and my gosh. Uh, creating that drop will be our engineer, mm-hmm. also Precious K. Oh, who is? Oh, this girl. That girl. This girl. She. Uh, I'm David O'Connor. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining. Uh, please rate and review. It means a lot to us. Yes. And hit us up at once to watch if you think that Vincent mm-hmm. picked the wrong songs. Yep. I don't know if you can argue, though. You Stream did a great the job. feeling. Stream and, hard to forget. And thank you so <laughs> much, it. Vincent, for joining. You are amazing. Thank you so much and, for having uh, me. You are so personable, and we are excited for your album. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm going to let them enjoy this uh, key change right quick. Oh, it's bad. And we're going on out. <laughs>